Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Begin with a bombshell in the world of soccer. Some of the, the morning of May 27th, 2015, started badly for FIFA officials, and it only got worse. The arrest began early this morning at a luxury hotel in Zurich, Switzerland. Police swooped shortly after dawn, took several FIFA high rollers away. Six to the soccer officials were taken into custody at the Borlach Hotel and readied for extradition to the United States to face charges that range from racketeering to money laundering. Later that day, America's top law enforcement official, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, who'd only been on the job for a month, confirmed what so many soccer fans had long suspected about FIFA. Many of the individuals and organizations we will describe today were entrusted with keeping soccer open and accessible to all. They held important responsibilities at every level from building soccer fields for children in developing countries to organizing the World Cup. Lynch said that corruption within FIFA was rampant and systemic. They were expected to uphold the rules that keep soccer honest and to protect the integrity of the game. Instead, they corrupted the business of worldwide soccer to serve their interests and to enrich themselves. I'm Connor Powell. This is Episode 3 
the indictments. The massive 164-page indictment, which when printed out was as thick as the legal books behind Lynch at the press conference, described the global soccer business in language normally reserved for drug cartels and mafia organizations. This is an investigation that, you know, according to the Justice Department, uh, spans a couple of decades. And according to them, FIFA was being run as a criminal enterprise. So that's not something you usually hear about world soccer. According to them... The FBI charged 14 people, nine current and former FIFA officials, and five other sports marketing executives. In all, the Department of Justice handed down 47 separate criminal counts. The indictment alleges a pattern of fraud, bribery, and kickbacks that netted international soccer officials and marketing executives $150 million over the last 24 years. Like their criminal cousins in organized crime, FIFA officials used a long list of methods to hide their illegal activities and move money. They created shell companies, forged fake business contracts, and paid bribes with envelopes stuffed full of cash. Here's FBI Director James Comey the day the indictments dropped. The game, according to the allegations in this indictment, was hijacked. That field that is so famously flat was made tilted in favor of those who were looking to gain at the expense of countries and kids who were enjoying the game of soccer. Among the indicted was the face of the new, and I'm doing air quotes here, corruption-free FIFA. Vice President Jeffrey Webb. A loyal FIFA man to the end, Webb was among the soccer executives seen rolling his suitcase emblazoned with a FIFA logo through the Borlach Hotel as he was taken out by police. Webb was accused of soliciting and accepting at least $6 million worth of bribes. You won't be surprised to hear his predecessor, Jack Warner, was also indicted. Former President Warner accused of being especially greedy as he alone is alleged to have taken more than $10 million in bribes over a 19-year period and amassed a personal fortune from his ill-gotten gains. Warner proudly and loudly declared himself an innocent man. And after turning himself into authorities in Trinidad, he left jail in an ambulance, claiming, get this, exhaustion. Hours after he was released from jail, the former FIFA exec turned politician was defiant as he addressed a rally. Dressed in a brightly colored, obnoxious lime green shirt and baseball cap, the then 72-year-old Warner compared his few hours in jail to Nelson Mandela's 27 years in prison. It was, even for him, nuts. Ever the hustler. He then gathered with his political supporters and danced to Bob Marley's Three Little Birds with that well-known refrain. The scene was, as comedian John Oliver accurately pointed out, bananas. That is cocky. As songs go, that's a little on the nose. I guess we're just lucky that he didn't go with Got Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard. (laughs) Which, come to think of it, are three words that describe Jack Warner perfectly. But Warner's clowning wasn't over. A few days later, he recorded an eight-minute video for social media where he claimed the American indictments against FIFA and himself were all part of a grand conspiracy. Motivated by, get this logic, a U.S. desire to host a World Cup tournament that very year, that very month, that very night. 
As proof of his theory, Warner held up an article that stated, FIFA frantically announces 2015 Summer World Cup in the United States. If the FIFA is so bad, why is it the USA wants to keep the FIFA World Cup? The only problem? That article Warner defiantly waved was from the satirical news website, The Onion. The claim that the matches of the hastily organized World Cup would start that very day probably should have been an obvious clue that it was a fake article. But does Warner strike you as a, you know, read to the end of the article type of guy? Me neither. His bizarre antics received a good deal of attention and helped distract from the long list of VIP soccer officials who got indicted, but who were far less entertaining. Seven other officials or former officials from FIFA's body in North and South America are charged. Executives from three sports marketing companies are also accused of paying bribes to earn contracts for major tournaments. As you heard, Lynch indicted nine former and current FIFA officials. It's a long list that ranges from FIFA board members like Eduardo Lee from Costa Rica to former Commonwealth president Nicolas Leos of Paraguay. And of course, it included Warner and Webb. But what about Chuck Blazer? He had already pled guilty to 10 counts of racketeering, money laundering, and wire fraud when he flipped. Oh, and the feds had already charged Jack Warner's two sons, Daryl and Darren Warner, in 2013. The Warner boys were working as go-betweens for their father and were nailed while visiting Miami for wire fraud in connection to selling World Cup tickets. So everything really wasn't going to be all right for Warner. Speaking of Miami, Jose Avila, the godfather of Brazilian soccer, did like Blazer and pled guilty. Avila admitted to four counts of racketeering, wire fraud, and obstruction of justice. He agreed to forfeit a staggering $151 million in illegal profits. The indictments were, as the IRS's Richard Weber described, unprecedented. This really is the World Cup of fraud. And today we are issuing FIFA a red card. As thorough and detailed as the U.S. indictments were, they never explicitly said why the U.S. Department of Justice had decided to delve into the culture of corruption at FIFA which by all accounts had been operating this way for years, probably decades. So why now? While no U.S. official said it, to anyone watching that day, it was perfectly clear. And then there's the other investigation. The investigation began after the U.S. narrowly lost the 2022 World Cup to the country of Qatar amid allegations of bribery. But almost immediately, there were questions about the wisdom of holding the World Cup in the Arabian desert heat in one of the hottest places on Earth. Listen, you already know the selection of Russia and Qatar for the 2018 and 2022 World Cups were riddled with accusations of collusion. That knowledge colored every comment and statement made by Lynch and the other DOJ officials that day the indictments were announced. Yet... None of the charges on May 27, 2015, were directly related to those now discredited bids. And despite hours of secret recordings made by Chuck Blazer and the inside information from Jose Avila, none of the corruption outlined in the indictment directly implicated FIFA President Sepp Blatter. Blatter, who ran FIFA while all these dirty deals took place, was curiously absent from the charging papers. 
In nearly 20 years running football's governing body, billions have poured into FIFA's coffers from sponsors and broadcasters and back out again to football administrators around the world. FIFA has lurched from graft scandal to graft scandal, but Blatter has always walked away unscathed. FIFA's president seemed to be in the clear, for now. But questions about Qatar and Russia lingered, and Loretta Lynch hinted that Blatter could still be a target. You know, I'm not going to comment on the status of any individual who has, isn't named to date. The announcement today is about the charges involving just these individuals, and I'm not able to comment further on Mr. Blatter's status. The message was obvious. If you have any information about corruption inside FIFA, speak up now, or take your chances riding out the storm with Sepp. Oh, and it was also really clear the DOJ wasn't through with its work. And the 2022 World Cup bid rigging, while not in the indictment, was at the heart of the investigation. So let's go back and talk about what happened. It was snowing in Zurich the night before FIFA's executive committee was set to vote on which two countries would get the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. The soft glow of the city's lights reflected off the fallen snow, illuminating the streets lined with a mix of modern and medieval buildings. Zurich is the center of Switzerland's secretive financial and banking industries, and home to FIFA. And on this night, before the 2010 vote, the city was teeming with celebrities. 11 countries had submitted nine bids to FIFA. Two of them were joint proposals. Each nation paraded a slew of A-listers to woo the lords of soccer. In the wood-paneled bar of the Bar Lack, yes, the very same hotel that would be raided five years later, soccer icon David Beckham sipped single malt whiskey and pressed England's case to host the 2018 World Cup. Prince William chatted up Trinidad's notorious dealmaker, Jack Warner, who was still a few months away from getting caught trying to rig the 2011 presidential election. Australia dispatched the stunning Elle McPherson, the supermodel known around the world as The Body, hoping she'd uh, appeal to FIFA's all-male executive committee. Sex sells, doesn't it? Well, it does. And uh, let's be honest, uh, when you're sitting there considering who you're going to vote for and Elle walks out there in a beanie, in a bikini. A beanie. In a bikini. That will get your attention. Former President Bill Clinton, with actor Morgan Freeman in tow, shilled for the United States. Clinton did what any good politician does. Shake hands, slapped backs, and stroked the sizable egos of FIFA's voters. The U.S. had its eye on the 2022 bid. I believe your commitment to make every World Cup something more than the contests of the game, to address the larger challenges that all the players and their families and their fellow countrymen and women face back home, is one of the defining characteristics of this great organization. Meanwhile, England was feeling particularly plucky. There is a spring in Camp England's step tonight and a sense that the three-pronged attack of the Prime Minister, Prince William and David Beckham, is paying dividends. And the World Cup might, just might, be within reach. When Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin announced he'd skipped the proceedings in Zurich, it was taken as a sign that Russia wasn't a true contender. In hindsight, 
when Putin mocked the entire process, saying he wanted FIFA's voters to make their decision free of outside pressure. The English, really everyone, probably should have realized the fix was in. But the English were confident, and they weren't the only ones feeling cocky in the weeks before the vote. As you heard, the U.S. was focused on the 2022 World Cup, and the American bid, like the English one, was rated highly by FIFA. Both countries had modern stadiums, the ability to accommodate large numbers of tourists, and the marketing opportunities, commercials, brandings, all that corporate stuff were gold, which we know FIFA loves. Conversely, Russia and Qatar scored poorly. They didn't have the modern FIFA-style stadiums, ample hotel rooms, and convenient transportation options of the rivals. And in the case of Qatar, where temperatures soar above 110 degrees Fahrenheit, the idea of a summer tournament seemed out of the question. And Russia and Qatar's history of human rights abuses? While frequently raised by Western media, they were less of a concern for FIFA. Despite all of the red flags, it became clear to everyone Russia and Qatar were serious contenders as the soccer world gathered in Zurich that snowy evening in December of 2010. Especially since there was a growing suspicion that FIFA's 22 voters were taking more than just the technical and commercial aspects of the bids into account. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is indeed a great day today on this uh, 2nd of December. If you're still skeptical about the importance and power of FIFA, I want you to consider the moment before the winning bids were announced in 2010. Hundreds of government leaders and celebrities had flown in from around the world to crowd into the Zurich Convention Center, every one of them forced to hand over their mobile phones to security. Hundreds of millions of TVs around the world flipped on to watch FIFA's announcement. In all of the wannabe host nations, fans assembled at watch parties, hands clenching, chewing their fingernails. Up on the stage, under the bright lights, stood Sepp Blatter, FIFA's longtime president. Every so often, a camera cut to the crowd catching glimpses of the VIPs in the room. Bill Clinton, Elle McPherson, Prince William, Morgan Freeman, David Cameron, David Beckham, Zidane Zidane. Normally, these celebrities are the center of their own universe. But now, they just have to wait, like millions of fans around the world for Bladder to open the envelopes. Sepp Bladder is, at this moment, the most important man in their world, and he knows it. Like a symphony conductor, he's playing on the crowd's emotions, cracking jokes, thanking people, as everyone waits, you can see it on their faces. Sep, get to the announcement. And he will eventually. Like a smiling executioner, he will rip open the first envelope and rip out the hearts of so many people with his announcement. There are no happy faces in this crowd. Instead, they project a spectrum of pain, anxiety, and fear. There's so much riding on this moment. Bladder. An elderly Swiss man with an elvish grin at the corner of his mouth is at this moment the puppet master of global soccer, of global politics, really. Finally, he tears open the first envelope and... So the 2018 FIFA World Cup, ladies and gentlemen, will be organized in Russia. The Russians celebrate. The English delegation sits stone-faced. They couldn't believe what they had just heard. Prince William looked on in disbelief. The head of the England bid just stared into space. You can imagine what they're thinking. Russia? Corrupt Russia? Putin's Russia? A few minutes later, as the Americans are ready to jump up with chants of USA, USA, Bladder opens the second envelope. The winner to organize 
the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. The ecstatic Qatari delegation jumps up in the air, hugging each other, pumping their fists. The rest of the room sat in silence. What had just happened? Then the whispers began. The journalist Grant Wall was in the room that day. He remembers everyone around him looking at each other, asking in disbelief. Qatar? Russia? Russia and Qatar? Instantly, there was like shaking of heads of like, something shady has happened here. Reporters and commentators wondered aloud, how is it possible that these two countries, the most ill-suited and ill-prepared nations, had won over the United States and England, over Australia, South Korea, Japan, the joint bids of Spain and Portugal, Belgium, and the Netherlands? It's easy to point the finger at Russia and Qatar, to claim they rigged the vote. But you see, they simply played the dirty game that FIFA created. FIFA not only encouraged, but designed an entire selection process that chose World Cup hosts in that indirect light that Sepp Blatter was so fond of. But when the process gets too dark, too shady, too murky, people start asking questions. And for FIFA, the answers to those questions would lead to an avalanche of other questions. Questions that couldn't be answered without doing some significant damage to FIFA itself. That day, I think, is probably the most important day in the history of FIFA in the 21st century in terms of what it set in motion. The losing bidders had plenty of reason to ask what had happened with Russia and Qatar. It wasn't just bruised national pride or first world privilege. Months before, a newspaper investigation raised serious concerns about vote rigging. Renal Tamari was relaxed. A native of the small island nation of Tahiti, Tamari often projected a cool, calm, beachgoer vibe. On this fall day in 2010, just a couple months before the World Cup vote, the top two buttons of his light blue dress shirt were open. Why should a meeting with American lobbyists be so formal? Tamari was the sole representative of FIFA's Pacific Island Confederation, aka Oceana, and on FIFA's executive committee. He was used to meeting with representatives of countries looking to host the World Cup. Tamari knew why these lobbyists had traveled such a long way to see him at his office in Auckland, New Zealand. The only question was, how badly did they want to host the World Cup? Already, two other bidders had offered him millions for his vote. So when the lobbyists who said they were from a consortium of American businesses, hoping to bring the World Cup to the U.S. in 2022, offered to pay Tamari for his support, he leapt at the chance. He told his guests he was looking for about $2 million to build a sports academy. Is it something, say, for example, that, that, that our consortium might be able to finance? Yes, this channel thing, I'm keen to discuss. On tape, you hear Tamari tell the two visiting lobbyists he was open to accepting money for a new sports academy. But the visitors? They weren't lobbyists. A big headline story for a British newspaper, a big headache for world football's governing body. They were reporters for the Sunday Times, a major British newspaper 
and they had just filmed Tamari agreeing to sell his vote, or at least suggesting he was open to selling it. He wasn't the only one the Sunday Times caught on tape. Nigeria's FIFA executive committee member was filmed agreeing to sell his vote and asked that the money be sent directly to him instead of his federation. FIFA acted quickly when the news broke. The two men were suspended from voting in the upcoming selection process. But what shady dealings hadn't been caught on tape? The magnitude of the decision to select Qatar and Russia unleashed a tidal wave of accusations about bribes and vote trading. Millions of pounds and knighthood and a brand new sports facility. Just some of the backhanders which football officials have allegedly demanded in exchange for backing World Cup bids. Some people actually think this is a genuine competition. It's not. It's about deals and double deals and counter deals. That's Bonita Merciades. She's a longtime sports marketing executive in Australia, and she was part of the team backing her country's 2022 bid. After spending some $50 million of taxpayer money on flashy videos and lobbyists, Australia's World Cup bid failed spectacularly. Australia's bid to host the 2022 World Cup has come to a crashing end. It got just one vote from the 22 FIFA executive members. For two years before the vote tanked in Zurich, Merciades saw firsthand just how dodgy the entire World Cup selection process was. Her Australian bosses fired her in 2010, she says, for raising concerns about FIFA's bidding process. And it sounds terrible to say so, but you only had to meet some of these people to think that these people don't do business the same way as other people do business. FIFA's process has been criticized for years, not only for the clear-cut cases of bribery and vote-buying, but also for the vast gray areas that invite corruption. Guidelines that say, don't do this, but at the same time say, absolutely do this. So, for example... Running the two bids together, 2018 and 2022, on the one hand, the bidding guidelines said don't collude with another bidder. But on the other hand, we were running two bids at the same time. FIFA was running two bids at the same time. The obvious thing when you're strategizing a campaign to win something, and that's what it's all about, uh, was that you would find other bidding nations who, for instance, may have wanted 2018 while you were content to go for 2022 and talk about how you could collude. FIFA's rules are clear. Bribery and vote buying are prohibited. But they also encourage bidders to leave a, quote, legacy, a sort of FIFA gift to the voting association that isn't supposed to be interpreted as a bribe, but in reality, pretty much looks like a bribe. We had to leave a legacy from the bid, not a legacy from the World Cup itself, because that came later, but a legacy from running the bid, which is just a ridiculous notion. So if you've got to have a legacy from running the bid and there are only 24 voters, what do you do? You ask those 24 voters, well, what would you like that we can help you with in terms of legacy from our bid? Once the what would you like question is asked, it's only a matter of time before demands are made. Remember that sports academy that Renal Tamari asked for? And then there were the demands of Jack Warner, king of the grift. But first, a point of clarification. You heard her say 24 voters, but there were only 22 voters in Zurich in 2010. That's because Tamari and the Nigerian executive were booted off after the Sunday Times investigation. When it came to Jack Warner, 
overt doesn't even begin to describe it. There was no subtlety about his requests, whether it be a piece of jewellery, whether it be paying for travel and accommodation related to a Trinidad and Tobago under-20 team, whether it be for funds to supposedly upgrade a stadium in Trinidad and Tobago. It didn't matter what it was. There was nothing overt about it. Among Jack Warner's many requests in 2010, he wanted $500,000 to upgrade soccer fields at CONCACAF's Center of Excellence, which didn't actually belong to FIFA, but instead to Warner himself. Long after Merciades was fired, Australia paid the money directly to Warner. They insisted it wasn't a bribe. Why was Australia even thinking it was appropriate to be contributing US $500,000 to upgrade a stadium in, in Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago? You know, and this is part of the absurdity. Why would we do that? And the only reason we did it is because Jack Warner asked for it. True to his reputation, Warner made multiple requests. According to Lord David Treesman, who ran England's bid for the 2018 World Cup, Warner hit them up for roughly $3 million. Treesman said Warner had told him he wanted to leave his home of Trinidad a legacy. The English officials refused. You must be joking, Jack. You're talking about probably two and a half million pounds. Jack Warner nodded at that and sat back. He didn't say anything. He nodded at it, but then said that the funds could be channeled through him and he would guarantee that they were appropriately spent. But Warner, he wasn't the only one looking for a payday. Nicholas Leos, the Paraguayan, told Lord Treesman a knighthood would be appropriate. And the Thai delegate, Warari Makudi, wanted lucrative TV rights for a planned international friendly. What shady games Russia might have engaged in? It isn't clear. Because Moscow destroyed all of its emails and files connected to its winning bid. There are rumors that Vladimir Putin offered a Picasso painting to Michel Platini, then the president of UEFA, the European Football Association. The rumors about the Picasso were never proven. But Russia did give an unnamed painting of a landscape to a different FIFA executive committee member, though FIFA says the unnamed painting had no significant monetary value. (laughs) I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And then there's Qatar, the unlikeliest of World Cup hosts. The decision to award the tournament to Qatar was highly controversial. Now millions of secret documents leaked to the Sunday Times raise new questions over how Qatar won the vote. At the center of the new allegations is this man, Mohammed bin Hammam. The key to Qatar's victory appears to have been Mohammed bin Hammam, or to be more specific, his money. Email after email appears to show he was not only backing Qatar, but controlling a covert fund of $5 million to buy support and influence. As you'll recall, Bin Haman would later go on to challenge Sepp Blatter for the FIFA presidency, with some help from Jack Warner, which would then send Chuck Blazer into a tailspin and inadvertently into the arms of the IRS. Bin Haman was not officially part of Qatar's bid team in 2010, but he seems to have bankrolled it and spread the money around. Bin Hammam paid bribes and operated slush funds to pay people who had an influence on the vote. Former FIFA Vice President Mohammed bin Hammam paid 3.7 million euros to delegates in return for their support for Qatar's World Cup bid. Qatar defeated the US 14 votes to eight in the final round. And it's believed that many, maybe even all of Qatar's votes were bought in some form or another. FIFA executive members Issa Hayatu of Cameroon and Jack Anamu of the Ivory Coast each pocketed one and a half million dollars to support Qatar. Same with Nicolas Lios of Paraguay, whose name you might remember from the 2015 indictment. It's also alleged Ronald Tamari and Amos Adamu the Nigerian delegate, were offered money by someone representing Qatar, with a million dollars just turning up 
in a bank account belonging to Adamu's son. The only FIFA executive committee member that Bin Hammam and Qatar didn't try to bribe appears to have been Chuck Blazer, who, had the U.S. won the 2022 tournament, would have become the king of U.S. soccer. Blazer often joked with his girlfriend that he felt slighted he wasn't at least approached with cash. But perhaps the most interesting Qatari deal is the one France made. Ever since Qatar was awarded the 2022 World Cup back in 2010, there's been this shadow of alleged corruption. Well, there's always been a lot of intrigue over Platini's uh, choice to vote for Qatar. Michel Platini, the former French soccer star and UEFA president at the time, had, like Sepp Blatter, been a supporter of America's 2022 bid. The two, according to Blatter, had a gentleman's agreement to return the World Cup to the U.S., and tap into its massive media market. But nine days before that fateful 2010 vote was set to take place, Platini was invited to lunch with then-French President Nicolas Sarkozy. The meeting was held in secret in Paris just before that vote. Also at the table, Qatar's Prime Minister Sheikh Hamad bin Jassim and the son of Qatar's ruler, Tamim Althani. Platini denies he was told who to vote for, but whatever was said at the meeting, it had an impact on him. Platini then rode back on that promise. He switched to support the Middle Eastern country. Platini acknowledged it was crystal clear who Sarkozy supported, but insisted that he himself didn't bow to any political pressure. Speaking to Sky News several years later, Platini tried to defend his decision. He's a chance for Qatar. He's a chance for a part of, this, a part of the world to receive the World Cup. Is why I vote for them. Instead, we're asked to believe Plantini, once the best player in the world, decided to stage the World Cup in a scorching hot desert country with no soccer history and no soccer stadiums. Critics suggest the decision to back Qatar was made because of politics and trade, not for football reasons. Not long after Plantini switched his support, a new economic relationship blossomed between Qatar and France. Qatar bought 50 French-made Airbus A320 jumbo jets, and French firms have won lucrative construction contracts to build the required World Cup infrastructure in Qatar. Oh, and Sarkozy's favorite soccer team, Paris Saint-Germain, which had a famed history but no money or recent success, was bought by Qatar's sovereign wealth fund. So, yeah you might conclude that lunch was a lot more consequential than Platini was willing to admit. Let's review. The U.S. Department of Justice had just indicted 14 high-ranking soccer officials in what was the largest global corruption case in the history of the world. And it was happening to FIFA, an organization that says its entire purpose is to spread fair play and inclusiveness by making soccer a global sport. One name conspicuously left off the list, Sepp Blatter, the godfather of soccer. In our next episode, Blatter struggles to hold on to the reins of power. And for those of you still listening, here's the rest of the officials who were indicted. In addition to Warner and Webb, there were Eduardo Lee, a Costa Rican soccer official and FIFA executive board member, 
Julio Rocha Lopez, a Nicaraguan who oversaw FIFA's development projects in Central America, Costas Takas, a British accountant and senior advisor with CONCACAF, Eugenio Figueredo, a Uruguayan FIFA vice president and past president of Camibol, Rafael Equivel, a Venezuelan and executive with Camibol, Jose Maria Marin, a Brazilian and chair of the 2014 Brazil World Cup, Nicolas Leoz, a Paraguayan who was a former Camibol president and who also sat on FIFA's executive committee. That's a lot of names, and wait, there's more. In addition to the FIFA officials, five high-powered sports executives who did business with FIFA were also charged. Alejandro Berzaco, the director of an Argentine sports marketing firm, Aaron Davidson, the North American president of Traffic Group, Jose Margulies, a Brazilian broadcaster who facilitated millions in bribes, and there was Hugo and Mariano Yinkes, an Argentine father and son duo who ran the sports marketing company Full Play Group. The Lords of Soccer, How FIFA Stole the Beautiful Game, is an Inside Voices Media production in conjunction with iHeartRadio. The series was written and executive produced by Gary Scott and me, Connor Powell. Logan Heftel and Katie McMurrin provided the sound design with assistance from J.C. Swadek and Jake Bluno. Alec Cowan is our associate producer, and Jeffrey Katz was our story editor. Our fact checker is Alexa O'Brien. And thanks to Miles Gray, who produced this series for iHeartRadio. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Connor M. Powell, and Gary is at Gary Robert Scott. And if you have any stories about FIFA, let us know. If you like what you hear, please give us a shout out at the hashtag Lords of Soccer. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. 